Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. The theme for this year is freedom. So we might have some uh, PowerPoints here to come up as uh, well as we go. The, so the theme for Bayside Christian Church is freedom, free in 23. That's a good caption, isn't it? Free in 23. So what areas do you need to be freer? Freedom means you've been limited or held back or locked down or restricted or contained. But when freedom comes, you break out. You rise up to your full potential. You are released to grow and flourish and be fruitful. And I believe this year already we're seeing people being set free. And we're going to see that. And it's our choice to respond. We're going to have a great theme, but it's only as we respond by faith and get involved. And you don't know if you're free from something until you step out. If you struggle with rejection, you don't know if you've broken that until you build some new friendships. If you think, oh, I've got a fear of failure, and if I have a go at that, I'm not sure if I can do it. You won't know that you're free until you have a go and see blessing and success. If you've had business ideas, you won't know until you step in and have a go. You think, hey, I, I've got some skills, but I'm too scared to jump on board. Some of you look at the worship thing and think, they're amazing. I can play or sing, but they're amazing, so I won't put my hand up. Hey, we need more and more people on teams everywhere because there's blessing that comes. So our vision hasn't changed. We just uh, lift it up and refocus our vision is seeing people transformed through encounters with God's love and presence, connecting with Jesus and the body of Christ, belonging to their spiritual home through service, and growing through Bible-based discipleship. That's a lot of words, but the four key words are encounter, connect, belong, and grow. So God wants us to encounter his love and presence. And that's what we do every Sunday. That's what we do in our connect groups, in our small groups. That's what we do in our prayer groups. That's what we do when you serve in the community. So when you grow and free, it's not just free to come and serve in church, but you are free to love your family better. You are free as a doctor or a carer or a nurse or a teacher or wherever you, whatever you do in your Daily work, you get freer to lift up the name of Jesus. And there's breakthroughs happen. So encounter, connect, belong, and grow. Who knows our church DNA, our Bayside acrostic? Here it is. You should know this off by heart. Okay? B stands for Bible believing. A is always generous. Y, yes to the Holy Spirit. S for Service, I, inclusive, D, discipleship, and E, evangelism. I'll just unpack a couple of those for us. The first few are fairly straightforward. S for service, that means people step up in leadership. They step up um, in uh, teams, in volunteering. They step up to serve and are just faithful. And I feel the Lord say to people here, well done, good and faithful servant. Some of us are thinking, oh, I should be doing more. We live with a lot of should'ves and could'ves and would'ves. Why don't we just enjoy the present and be who we are and, and know God's blessing and favour over our lives? Well done, good and faithful servants. 
You don't have to wait till you get to heaven to hear those words. I felt the Lord speak today over some people say, well done for being faithful and serving in whatever area of life and love and ministry you do in your home, your workplace, in our church, in our community. Well done, good and faithful servant. Just keep doing it. But this year, God's going to help us to do it with greater freedom, greater joy in there. So uh, S is service, leaders, teams, volunteers. I is inclusive, means all ages, all nationalities, and all backgrounds. And that's who we are as a church. We endeavor to embrace people of all ages. We endeavor to welcome and accept people from all nationalities and all backgrounds. That's a challenge. Because it's nice to have a group where you're all basically similar age and, and you think and, and enjoy the same activities. But we've got an incredibly diverse, large, growing family with all sorts of backgrounds. But boy, it makes you richer, doesn't it? You go to someone's place and they come from a different culture and their food is different. Their music's different. Sometimes it challenges us. First time I went to India, mate, I thought I enjoyed curry, but three times a day for two weeks, that really stretched my capacities. And, and sometimes people do things differently. It doesn't mean it's right or wrong, just different. And that's where we need grace um, to accept one another and one another's uh, ideas and ways. So all ages, all nationalities, all backgrounds, we want to make this church family a place where anyone is able to be connected. D is for discipleship. And uh, discipleship happens by being trained, equipped and mentoring. We're doing discipleship as our subject in Bible college and uh, some people are doing it for assessment others are just coming in and enjoying the lectures so I'm going to invite you if you want to come in on Thursday afternoons from 5 to 6 30 we've got some great Bible college teaching but it's teaching us how do we disciple other people it's actually we watched the first one on Thursday I thought mate I've been serving Jesus for 45 years but that was brilliant so if you say I'd love to disciple and mentor someone but I'm not sure how to do it Here's one way. You can just be equipped with some excellent teaching, uh, 5 till 6.30 for the next uh, eight weeks on Thursday uh, afternoons in the uh, conference room. And I want to encourage you, if you're a leader or a mature person in God, means that you've been saved at least three weeks, <laughs> you laugh. I remember Steve Murrell, an evangelist who was in... Philippines, an American evangelist, and a great move of God happened with thousands of uh, uni students getting saved. So many people getting saved, they just didn't have anywhere near enough leaders. And he says, how are we going to help these people grow? I'm talking thousands of them. This church just exploded. And he said, just get a whole lot of people together, teach them the next step in their discipleship, and then they pass it on the following week. Some of them were only one week ahead of the people they were discipling. You think that's a recipe for chaos? It could be, but he had very clear processes. And I thought, we often think we've got to wait till we've been a Christian for 15 years before we can help someone else grow in their faith. No, you can help people. What you've learned, they can learn. And yes, you keep growing, get training and equipped. We understand that. But I think sometimes... We sit back and wait too long to just help someone grow. And sure, leadership, you need to grow and mature and your character be restored, but you can help someone grow in the areas where you've grown. 
So, uh, and evangelism, we do it in words, deeds, and signs. Words, deeds, and signs. And that's what we want to believe for. A prophetic scripture for our church that God spoke to me about 18 years ago, one Friday night in a prayer meeting, it burns in my heart every time I look at it. Now, this is prophetically for Jerusalem. And as I was reading it and praying it, the Holy Spirit, this is prophetically for Jerusalem, but you can claim this for Harvey Bay. And this is what it says. Call to me and I'll answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Nevertheless, I will bring health and healing to it. I will heal my people and will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. Then this city will bring me renown, joy, praise and honour before all nations on earth that hear of all the good things I do for it. And they will be in awe and will tremble at the abundant prosperity and peace I provide for it. That's for Harvey Bay and our region. Yes, God spoke to me so clear. I was reading a prayer request and, and as I read those scriptures, it's like the Holy Spirit I said, that's yours for this city. I remember I took, put my hand up and I said, I receive that. And as soon as I got to my heart, something exploded in my spirit and it hasn't stopped since. That's about 18 years ago. So I pray over our city. I minister, we preach, we, we love our community. And by God's grace, are there needs in our city? Yes. Are some of them getting worse? Yes. But I claim this promise and say, God, your favor, your blessing, your provision, your healing, your release, your financial security and blessing the homeless situation. God, we believe you're going to make ways for this to be, needs to be met. Lord, your breakthrough in households where there's abuse and trauma and pain and addictions. We've set up transformations at other ministries and we partner with other churches and, and ministries across our region. God, do it by your spirit. And you've got to have a vision. And that's a, a prophetic one. I encourage you this week in a 24-7, pray over that. I think Sylvia and Glenda, they make sure that scripture's in there. Pray over it and say, God, we believe for this to happen. And you know what happens when you pray for something? God will often speak to you to be a part of the answer. You know, that's why some people don't pray much. Because every time they pray, God stirs their heart with love and compassion. Or say, hey, you're praying for your neighborhood. Why don't you go and meet the people next door? Take them a meal. Invite them along to your uh, outreach barbecue at your next connect group. And God stirs our hearts to love and to serve for his kingdom. Our theme, freedom, free in 23. When we talk about freedom, we get free in Jesus Christ. I want to look at a few scriptures that just helps us. Galatians 5.1 says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. The enemy tries to lock us down, gets us distracted. But let me tell you, it is for freedom Christ has set you free. It goes on, stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Those people in, in uh, Galatia, they'd been born again, filled with the Holy Spirit. But some of the people were trying to take them back into the old religious ways and adding that to their Christianity. Don't go back to the old ways. Don't be tempted to slip back to your old ways of coping with pressure and fear. Hey, we are free in Jesus. Don't go back. If you've struggled or slipped back, I want to encourage you, step up. Say, God, help me to live in freedom. John 8.32 says, Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I remember um, when I was a new Christian, we learnt this little song, Set Free to Worship. 
I'm set free to praise him. I'm set free to rejoice around the throne. Who, who remembers that one? Oh, a few of you. Okay. I must be over 50. <laughs> set free. And I remember we used to sing that. And the more I sang it, it was like freedom came in my soul just to worship and praise him with all my being. God wants to set you free so that you can live in that freedom. John 8.36 says, If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Wow, that means not half-hearted, fully. So if you're on a journey and some freedom has come, let me tell you, don't stop there. Just keep moving forward. The Holy Spirit wants to keep leading us into total freedom over our lives. So when you put your head on the pillow at night, you're not worried by fear or trauma or your past or worry about the future. You are totally free and you go off to sleep fairly quickly. That's a good sign of how free is your heart. God wants to set us free. And Ephesians 3.12 says, In Him and through faith in Him we may approach God with freedom and confidence. It's really sad when we feel unworthy and we're too scared to come to God. Condemnation will rob from you, whereas Jesus comes with conviction to get you to change and come to Him with grace to be free. The enemy will try and drive you away the Holy Spirit will always draw you in close to the freedom that Jesus has. So we have freedom in the Holy Spirit. This is a song, uh, one that we sang this morning. 2 Corinthians 3, 17. And now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I love that song. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed in His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So when we surrender to the Lordship of Jesus, the Holy Spirit just works in us, brings freedom. Things that have locked you down in your mind, isn't it awesome when you read the Word or you hear someone preach or share their story or someone prays for you or, or ministers to you and all of a sudden you're free from a limitation that has held you back. You think, hey, I'm not good enough or I'm not old enough or I'm too old and there's just a million and one excuses. I look at the how Jesus worked, he didn't put up with excuses very much with his disciples. He challenged them and says, come on, don't live with excuses. We're really good at blaming someone else for why we are where we are. The Lord says, hey, if you want to live in freedom, face up to it with God's grace and see his presence help us. Also, when we meet Jesus and live in him, he sets us free to serve. Free to serve. Galatians 5.13 says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. So when God's freedom works in your life, He sets you free to be able to serve Him and serve one another. That's why there's something amazing happens when you join a team, you become a volunteer on a, a frontline team or you help with the, the data or you, you're offered a help with Bayside Care or... or Whatever area of ministry or service God stirs your heart, something happens when you get free to serve because you get away from your own self-focus. We have way too many people in our affluent nation of Australia who are selfish and self-absorbed and self-focused. Sometimes when we're in pain, that's, that consumes us. That's why God wants to heal our lives and our bodies so that we're not distracted and overwhelmed. Sometimes we become victims. 
And that's a self-focused absorption which limits you from being able to free to serve. So Jesus is setting us free to serve. Luke 4.18, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to claim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. So Jesus came to serve. He was filled with the Spirit and it says he set free the prisoners and someone's in prison when they've done something wrong and he also sets the captives free when someone else has captivated you. So whether it's your fault or it's some other issues that have got you there, God says, I can set you free regardless whether you're a captive or a prisoner. That's the beauty of Christ. Also, when freedom flows, we have freedom to love. Some people really struggle to receive and give love. But when the Spirit of God comes in your heart, you just want to love people. I remember D.L. Moody, he was a newer pastor, and he was praying, and the Lord spoke to him one day. He says, I want you to love everyone. He says, oh, mate, there's some people that are really hard to love. He says, Lord, I'm going to need your help. He said, okay. Read, and the Lord said to him, read 1 Corinthians 13 every day and pray over it for a month. And that's about God's love. He said by the end of that month, he couldn't wait to find someone to reach out and express love to him. I thought, wow. God wants to set us free to love. And uh, that's, uh, one, that's Galatians 5. It says, um, Use your, do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh, rather serve one another humbly in love. I believe when freedom flows, there's freedom to heal, to receive healing and to release it. Matthew 10.8 says, heal the sick. He doesn't say just go and pray for the sick, he says heal the sick. Jesus, are you being tough on us? No, he said, when the spirit of freedom's in your life... You will reach out and release healing, breakthroughs. Yeah, Jesus is the only one that can heal, but he says, you go and make space for it to happen by praying the prayer of faith, sharing stories, introducing people to Jesus because he's the healer. It says, heal the sick, raise the dead. Well, the bar got a little bit higher. Some of you are wrestling with the sick. He says, go and raise the dead. Now, that doesn't happen every day. But there'll be times where that will happen physically. But boy, many of us raise people out of the dead places in their souls. The places where they've given up hope. The place where trauma has robbed them. So we can bring and raise people out of the dead places that they've settled in or don't believe they can ever get out of. It goes on and says, cleanse those who have leprosy. We don't have a lot of leprosy around, but leprosy was a skin disease that ate away their bodies and caused them to be rejected and outcasts. I reckon there's a few of them in our society. God help us. Drive out demons. Whenever there's darkness, evil spirits, pray, declare with authority for freedom and healing and our Break Free Prayer Ministry and others when we just pray. You don't go looking for an evil spirit or demon behind everything. But at times when you walk in wisdom, you'll just be stirred to take authority over the spirit of infirmity when you're praying for someone that's sick. And the Holy Spirit will give us wisdom to discern and to release people. It says, freely you have received, freely give. That's the key. Freely you've received, freely give. And I thank God for the people in our church who are always looking ways to 
release freedom and blessing. We've received in so many amazing ways. Freely we receive, freely give. I remember um, in 15th of April 2014, that's uh, nearly, nearly nine years ago, we were at Planet Shakers and uh, there was an amazing message, prophetic message over our nation by Jensen Franklin. And I remember we responded, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart as clear as a bell. Russell Evans had a prophetic word for me. And then in a moment, I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me so clearly. He says, I'm going to release $4 million, 4,000 souls and 400 notable miracles in your church and ministry. And I'll never forget that my spirit burst. Marilyn and I were struggling to stand up in the presence of God. And that burns in my heart. Since then, we've seen many people come to Christ. We've seen increasing numbers of people getting healed. We've seen some money increase, but we're believing God's going to provide the money so we can build our larger facilities. And so God will give you a prophetic word. Sometimes they take years or decades for them to be fulfilled. But we give up too easy. A prophecy is a, a picture of God's preferred future for you or for the people that you work with. And sometimes he'll give you that so you can be, keep moving towards that. And I believe we're going to see more and more. Freedom to give. It says freely received, freely give. And that's why we share about sowing financially, sowing your heart. Giving is releasing your soul. And uh, Jesus said, when you follow me, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. Whoa, in our selfie generation, that's a real challenge. That's a in-your-face moment. If Jesus came here and preached one Sunday, I'm not sure whether some of us would be really excited. Some of us would. But if he started on that line, you'll think, whoa, this discipleship's a bit bigger than I thought. Hey, it's about our whole life. It's about living in the light of eternity. It's about living out wholesome families and relationships and, and growing in Him and never giving up. Wow, Lord, help us to live in your freedom. There's freedom to grow. I believe some of us are growing, expanding. Hopefully not your waistline. <laughs> Unless you are underweight, but that's okay. But God wants us freedom to grow in our spirit. Is your heart getting larger? Is your mind getting more um, open and filled with the word and revelation or is it just getting smaller? Is your world getting bigger or smaller? God says, come on, let your soul continue to grow. James 1.25, but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. It's so easy to forget. We're in a meeting like this. God stirs our heart and three days later, life's back to normal and chaos is happening around us and we forget what God's told us. That's why daily prayer and devotions and journaling helps keep you on track, keeps you in tune with the spirit of freedom that will keep you growing, stretching, not forgetting what God said to you and to flow through you. As a church, we want to keep growing and stretching in that. Acts 1.8 says, but you will receive power, which is ability, efficiency, and might. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, he'll start to expand your thinking. He'll start to expand your capacity. 
I've known people that could sing in tune, but when they joined a worship team and started to let the Spirit of God fill them, within a year you hear them sing and think, wow, what happened? They've gone up three levels of ability because they've surrendered their voice and said, I'm going to use it to serve you. I've seen that happen over and over again. I've seen people that have got compassion and they start to release it and all of a sudden God opens doorways to people's hearts and they think, wow, how did that happen? People have got entrepreneurial business ideas. They surrender it to God and they start to run and partner with Him and all of a sudden amazing things break loose. Family relationships that have been a struggle for months or years, you say, God, this year we're going to have you at the centre of our family in a new intentional way of freedom. You watch what will happen. Two things happen. Number one, the enemy will contend with you for a while to see if you're serious. And then secondly, if you don't give up, you'll see incredible breakthroughs. And you will be a larger person. There'll be freedom to grow. Ephesians 4.15 says, Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every Respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. There it is. And I shared last week, if we want to see a move of God, one of the ways for it to happen, there's several ways. You pray, you seek God. Secondly, everyone in the body of Christ steps up and becomes who God's called them to be and a move of God happens automatically because we just release his presence and power in unity across our city and many, many more people's lives are set free. Growth is exciting, but it's painful. If you want to grow, guess what? You've got to stretch, and stretching sometimes hurts. Anyone's worked out at the gym? You want to grow your muscles? Guess what? They only grow after you've stretched them and actually a bit of pain. Spiritually, when you step up to serve God... You've got to stretch. And Marilyn shared a great message on Sunday night to our leaders, and we'll unpack this some more about setting free to, be, to serve. And, and it talked about God puts his yoke, Jesus puts his yoke upon us. It's not an ill-fitting yoke, but I've learned it's nearly always one size too big. When we were called to take on our first church, I was 29 and Marilyn was 28, and, and we said, no way, Lord, we're not ready. We love being an assistant pastor where you have all the blessings but you don't have all the responsibility. <laughs> and the Lord just pushed us and, and closed off every other door and says, no, you're ready. And boy, did we feel ready? No, we didn't. He put us into a ministry that we didn't feel ready for. And nearly every time we've stepped into a new place of service, we've never, ever felt fully ready but you've got to step into it if the Spirit of God's calling you. And then the yoke is usually about one or two sizes too big. It's like when kids are growing. You don't buy shoes just to fit them now. Often, if they're in growth phases, you grow them, you get them a half a size bigger or even one size bigger, and within three months, they've grown right into it. Sometimes we serve just according to what's comfortable. Oh, yeah, we can do this. I've done this before. But every now and then God says, okay, it's time to step into something that's going to stretch you. And the rewards are amazing because it makes you rely on God to grow. I look back on some of the mission trips I've gone on. I look back now and think, I must have been crazy. Why did I do that? But I look back 
And I was just willing to say yes. And the Holy Spirit expanded our lives and our ministry. And God's calling us to grow. Freedom to build. A couple more to wrap it up. Unless... Psalm 127, unless the Lord builds a house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. And God's calling us to partner with him. He builds his body, his church, and we all have parts to play. And ministering, loving, caring for people. I was reminded of another prophecy that God spoke over my life in uh, 2018. It's four and a half years ago from Dr. Michael Maiden, an amazing prophet from America, and some of you have heard him speak. And I won't share the whole lot, but I, I was stirred again to just share these parts of it. And I'd, Michael Maiden didn't know me at all, but he, Pastor Paul asked you to stand in front of him, and then all of a sudden, in about 10 seconds, down, the download comes from heaven, and it's just, it's a true prophet of God. And he, he said these words, I saw this beautiful greenhouse. It was your ministry, your church. And there are all these beautiful, exotic plants just flourishing. People flourish under your ministry because you are healthy, you're emotionally and spiritually healthy, and you create a healthy environment. That's, this is our church. It blew me away. I'm crying, but it, I wanted to share this with you because God's been building something here for years, and it's going to continue to flourish and grow. And he, then he went on and says, So you create the beautiful culture. I just declare this over you. God loves to multiply healthy things. The first day we came to this church, it had been gone through some difficult times. And we said, Lord, what are you doing? He says, healthy things grow. Just help make it healthy. That's what we've done with God's grace. I just declare a season of multiplication to your whole ministry. You keep doing the things you are doing and watch what God does. He's breathing upon it. He's calling it forth into increase that can only be explained as an act of God, a move of God. So God, thank you for this season. You have a great staff, great sons and great daughters around you, and they're going to start to flourish and prosper around you. I saw two property miracles, two related things. So I loosen the grace of God into the realms of your property, one close and one in extension. God do miracles through Pastor Ross in the name of Jesus. As soon as he said that, I knew we were going to get the transformations property and buy it. It took us four years after this word, but it happened last year. And then God spoke and said, the time will come where you're going to build this larger facility and I'm going to be with you on the steps on it. It was so clear. Then he said, um, thank you, God, for your hand upon his life. Thank you for your great love for him. He has always been so dependable. It is like when you go to a restaurant that is quality, consistent, always good food, just always good shepherding food. You're a good-hearted man. God bless his life and bless his family. And then he went on and described what our kids were like. And I'm thinking, he hasn't met them. It was really funny. He says, and the academic one. And Tim was there saying, that's not me. <laughs> Clearly it was Rachel because she was a school teacher. And... and uh, and so God, God's good. I want to encourage you. God gives us scriptures and prophetic words individually and corporately to give us a glimpse of what the future can be if we pray into them, hold on to them, and keep walking by faith. God's doing something. Many of you have come here, and some have come with needs or burdens or stuff that needed to be healed, and over time that restoration happens if we link in. And I believe we're going to see that multiply. And I believe God's going to give us freedom to lead. 
Joshua 1.6, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant um, Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep the book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So on that, uh, God's calling us to step up and lead. On that list there, there's lots of different ministries and we haven't got time to go through them all today. But it's really good to see people stepping up and serving. And we want to encourage you. If you're not actively involved on a team in any way, say, God, which one can I get a part? Be part become part of a prayer team. Or maybe you're willing to host a connect group or say, I'd like to be trained to lead one because we're going to need more and more groups um, in our church. And Pastor Peter oversees connect groups and kids' church and, and we've got a great teams and uh, Young at Hearts with uh, Helen Janes and the team. Well done. Helen and team for our seniors ministry and, and that's an awesome ministry. We've got our worship ministry that um, Matt and Rachel and Emma help oversee, our Break Free Prayer with Robin that helps see people get healed and delivered and set free. Our uh, Bayside Care, we're believing to set up our new, uh, um, this year we're going to get our uh, facilities set up there, a couple of demountables that we can have for our, our uh, Break Free Prayer and Bayside Care ministry and and helping, and we're just going through the council processes now to get all those approvals. And uh, we're uh, also looking at outside here where we have our welcome area. We're going to get some quotes to consider enclosing part of that out there to be an air-conditioned overflow. And if the weather's too hot or too cold, and we've got a proper foyer. And so we're looking to see what that looks like, and we'll come back to you when we see if that's feasible. So until... Because we've chatted to lots of people and to try and build the, the large new building, it's several, it's millions of dollars and with the whole interest rates and building chaos, it's just not the right time to even go there. And anyone in business or professional knows it. We haven't stopped the process, it's just on hold right now but we're still saving up and thank you for those that are sewing in and uh, we've got uh, about $700,000 that we're progressively building up over the years. And we're going to keep doing that. So thank you for those who faithfully give. And we put $2,000 a week aside from our church giving and then other people sow in. Because it, it's going to happen. God's spoken so many times. But you've got to walk in his seasons. But until then, we're looking at these interim steps that we can keep moving forward as a church and, and growing and developing. And want to encourage you to keep partnering with us. And we've got women's ministry that Mary Lynn and team and Anham and others do, and men's ministry with Jamie and uh, Tony and others for our men's shed every second Friday night and, and groups. And we've got our OSH team, outside school hours care over there, before and after school care and holiday care, and they do an amazing ministry. And, uh, and we've got Bayside Transformations that we celebrate, Tina and the team. What an awesome ministry it is, transforming lives. We've got a graduation coming up next month, the end of next month, and uh, that's going to be exciting again. Yeah, we'll have... Uh, Several getting graduating, and hey, it's all these areas are linked under the family, under the body of Christ here, and favor flows. With our frontline teams and all sorts of ministries that serve our admin team, and there's so many areas. And if God's put a stirring in your heart, come and chat to us. Can't say it'll, I can't say everything will happen straight away, but God's Spirit is at work. 
Luke, come on up for one minute and tell us about Bayside in Kenya Youth. And uh, Matt and Rachel lead it, but Luke and uh, Darcy and John and all the team do. Thanks, Luke. Morning. Awesome. Um, youth is back um, Friday night, 6 p.m. today, very here. Um, we're believing just to see young people from all over Harvey Bay come this year. We had our first night on Friday, and we had four young people commit or recommit, so that was awesome. We also had a young guy with back pain of eight months, hip pain and ear pain completely healed. So we're believing, we're believing for just a great year. So please pray for us. We want to get back into high schools. So please pray for favour, open doors, and just for people to step up. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a great year. Friday nights, if you've got young people, please get them here. We also have a bus so we can pick them up for free. Um, on social media in County Youth. Friday nights, be here. Not you, sorry. Um, but if, if you've got people in grade 7 to 12, invite them along. It's a fun place, but we really just want to see young people in freedom because they're going to be the people that change Harvey Bay, I believe. So thank you. Well done, mate. Well done, team. Yeah. So Matt and Rachel are just having a several weeks uh, break with uh, having the new baby, and but they've raised up a great team. And so there's lots of exciting things happening, and we want to encourage it. I'd like to, as we come to the end of our service, do a couple of things. I'd like to invite all those who lead a ministry or a connect group, those that are in a direct leadership role, and then I'm going to get everyone that, that serves in a team. But if you're leading a ministry, a department, a area of service, just please stand where you are because we want to just acknowledge that. If you're leading any area of particular ministry, a connect group, one of our ministries, prayer groups, uh, leaders in transformations, look at all these amazing people who have stepped up and said, God, we're willing to lead and uh, we just thank you. Marilyn, can you pray a prayer of blessing over these amazing leaders? Because leadership is sometimes a challenge because you get stretched. You're at the front. But let me tell you, there's great reward. And I want to say thank you for all these beautiful people who lead connect groups, different ministries in our church. And then we're going to get everyone who's a volunteer or team member in a moment. But thanks, Dale, if you can pray. Lord, I thank you for every one of my brothers and sisters that stand together yeah. in your name and partner together with us at Bayside Church, taking on the mantle of leadership and the responsibilities and the pressure that that brings. But in the name of Jesus, I praise you. I thank you, Lord, that, that as they are willing, you are able. You are able to provide all that they need. As they are willing, you are able. And I pray, God, that you will provide with them encouragement and strength and vision and fresh impetus, fresh um, ideas will come into their hearts and their minds. Lord, that the enemy will be bound as they, they will not become weary in doing good, but they will be able to with, go from strength to strength. I pray for the teams under them, for those that serve under them in teams and alongside them. God, that you will multiply the fruit of their ministry. I thank you for faithfulness over many years. I thank you for Sylvia. For many years she has prayed. I pray, God, that you will, you will just break open. There will be answers to prayer. God, in the name of Jesus, over our community and over our church family, I pray, Lord Jesus, that, that there will be fruit that will last, fruit that will multiply and will remain. 
And I pray, God, for encouragement for them. To, and Lord, others will be added to their teams. And that each, as each person does their work, that the whole body is built up. The whole body is strengthened and encouraged. And we can be a blessing to our community. I thank you for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, don't sit down. I'd like now all those who serve as volunteers or team members in any area to stand with them as well right now. Anyone who's just involved on a team, leadership role, ministry. Wow, just look at Please stand. Don't, don't, don't miss out on this because we want to pray blessing. Look at all these amazing people who are serving in some capacity. And I believe by the end of this year, we'll see this number increase significantly. Now, I'd... And, and now... If you're sitting down, you're thinking, mate, I'm not one of the team yet. Some of you are serving in the community doing amazing ministry. So it's not just serving here. You're serving Jesus. Some of you are doctors and nurses and teachers and chaplains out in the community. We want to say well done um, for your ministry. But I'd like the rest of the church to stand and reach out to someone who's serving on a team. And we're going to pray a prayer of blessing right now. Come on. Let's all stand together and reach out to someone who's you know is part of a team that was standing. Come on, let's reach out and believe for the blessing of God, the Holy Spirit anointing. Come on, let's. There's freedom to serve right now. Come on, come on, re- release your faith right now for God to strengthen, encourage, anoint, empower. Lord, right now we just pray your amazing blessing over our great church family. For all those who lead, those who volunteer, those who are on teams, I pray today, release your anointing and power, Lord. Refresh them. Lord, I thank You for flowing through them in Jesus' Name. Lord, those teams would walk in unity. There will be blessing, breakthroughs, overflow. And Lord, I thank You for stirring many more to step up and join teams, Lord to serve in this amazing church that truly will be a place where many get healed and saved. There'll be an atmosphere, a freedom for lives to encounter You. Holy Spirit, pour through them. Lord, we thank You for Your breakthroughs. Lord, I thank You for Your blessing over our church family. Lord, I pray for a spirit of unity. Lord, for breakthroughs, for faith, for overflow. I just thank You for Your beautiful presence filling every heart, every heart every heart in Jesus. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.